Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. We're talking about podcasts. We're talking about itty bitty podcasts. Podcasts. Merry Mini Monday, Chunkies. I'm Carter. I am Doge. And I'm Jordan. Tomorrow, we're going to find Nemo. Yes. And finally, uh, by the way, just sit all, tight. Has everyone Wherever been you prepping? are, little buddy, just sit tight. We're going to go looking for you. Just We're going to find him. Um, I tried, I wanted to do something a little more themed to the theme of our movie tomorrow. So it's not a rank you very much, but I have a list for us. A fish? Uh, because I think there's a lot of the times. There's not too many artists that just, uh, by artists, I mean actors, mm-hmm, that just mm-hmm. start and they just instantly become famous. Not many. Okay. Uh, most will end up being just like a background character in something. Like, have you ever watched a show before and you're like, oh my God, is that Stamos? Or is that Tom Hanks? Or is that- Right, right. Harrison Ford in Gunsmoke. Yeah, yes. just crazy stuff like that. So I do have a list for us here. I'm not going to share all of them because some of them seem not worthy of sharing. But I do have a list of 45 famous people that you never knew were in that movie or TV show. Okay. Let's open the minds a little bit. We're, we're finding, uh, we're not finding Nemo, but we're finding all of these stars and things that we didn't really know that they were in. Okay. And it's pretty interesting because some of these were new to me. Uh, the first one we have here is uh, Ashley Tisdale was in, uh, she was a student in Donnie Darko. Interesting. She, like, Shared gives universe. A, uh, he, she, High like, school musical universe confirmed. Do what? High School Musical Universe confirmed to take place uh, in the same universe. 100%. Leo yeah, DiCaprio, Leonardo DiCaprio was an extra in Roseanne. What? He was a kid in one of the classes. Oh my yeah. gosh. So you're, y'all are familiar with Spider-Man, yeah? Bonesaw is ready? Bonesaw yes. is ready? Yes. So when they're going in, the check-in lady at that wrestling arena is Octavia Spencer. Oh. Whoa. Nice. That's the probably her lady. best work. I was really amazed by that. The uh, way she just became that lady. Yeah, it's very good. Y'all are uh, Boy Meets World guys, yeah? No, not so much, actually. No? Yeah. Not not super. Not very much. I mean, look well, how I'm sitting in my chair. It's forwards. It's not backwards. It's truly not backwards. That's uh, saved Adam's, by the bell. Come on. See, Adam's, that's how much of a Boy Meets World guy I am not. Adam Scott was in that. It doesn't huh. mean as much to us anymore. Uh, I feel like I would have noticed this, but Aubrey Plaza was an NBC page in 30 Rock. Yes. She's giving yeah, a tour. I just finished watching that. Okay. 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 Hey, okay, okay. I, I've got a weird one. I don't know if it's on your list. 
Go for it. Um, Allison Brie from Community mm-hmm. uh, was in an episode of Hannah Montana on the Disney Channel. She was like a mean <laughs> girl in the high school. What the heck? Yeah. I don't think I had that one. Um, I did have, I can't, I can't remember Home Alone 3. Where was that set? Uh, that's the first one without Macaulay Culkin. Oh, well then it doesn't matter much. It's Scarlett Johansson was in that movie. Oh, interesting. She did. I I seem to remember she did like a lot of, um, like young adult kid stuff when she was around that age, like doing a lot of just like like anything. Yeah. Like I'll get booked for anything. Yeah. Um, freaks and geeks is known as being a show that has a ton of people in it. Yeah. Um, Yeah. So very many. And that's why it's more shocking that I think there's only one season. Is that right? Uh, I think that's there correct. Two yeah. seasons. I think there's one or two one. seasons. Not many. Uh, did you know Shia LaBeouf was also in Freaks and Geeks? Shia LaBeouf? Praise Shia LaBeouf. God for beef. As an extra <laughs> was in that. Uh, this one doesn't seem, this one would feel like it would be obvious because of the timing, but Amy Adams was a purse saleswoman in the office. Yes. Yes. Okay. That just feels, I guess, was she not famous yet? Because it just feels like a lot of she, times big stars will come and just co-star for a Episode. She was like, Jim's oh, girlfriend yeah. for a she's, little bit. She's in a couple of episodes. Yeah, she. They're yeah. dating when they go on the booze cruise, and she's the one that storms out when he won't stop looking at Pam. Oh my gosh! Um, did y'all watch the nanny? The nanny. The Have British lady. The nanny? No, no. <laughs> I keep thinking of Super nanny. nanny. No, I keep it, thinking of Super Nanny. Maybe Super Nanny is what I'm thinking it's of. The nanny. Oh, you never yes, that? yes, 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 yes. No, uh, she she did the the old Navy commercials. What's her name? Um, um, she was like a had a funny voice, like a very recognizable. That's voice. not Fran Drescher, is it? Mm, I don't know, but that sounds I'm right. Pretty sure it is. is Fran Drescher. That sounds right to me. Hang on, hang on. We we're recording virtually. We have the Here power of the whole internet Let's at our fingertips. It is Fran Drescher. It is Fran. It is Fran. The nanny named Fran. Franny. Franny. Franny herself. Uh, James Marsden was a character uh, for a couple of episodes in The Nanny. Not nearly as interesting. Uh, In Along Came Polly, which I think I've seen once, uh, there was a sign guy, uh, not a sign guy, a sound guy who was filming a documentary in the movie. The sound guy is Kevin Hart. (laughs) How? Uh, I mean, a sound guy got to hold up a boom mic and Kevin Hart... I mean, I mean, he's, you better hope it's a pretty tall boom mic. That boy's eensy beensy. <laughs> I have beansy. a, I have a, I have a couple of them for you. Just Tell sort me. of back pocket here. Uh, in the Disney Channel original movie from either the late nineties or the early two thousands called Genius, where uh, young Charlie Boyle becomes a professor at like MIT or Harvard or something. Um, wait, he, the kid's name is Charlie Boyle. Yeah, like Brooklyn Nine Nine. That's interesting. Oh yeah, that's funny. I didn't even think about that. This um, is going to be an episode full of the most low energetically delivered uninteresting movie trivia. But oh, 100%. I'm loving this. <laughs> but the 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 girl that plays the uh the the young love interest is a young Emmy Rossum from like Shameless and all that stuff. Oh wow. Oh. And then in Smart House, the house is played by um what's her face from Sons of Anarchy. Um Yeah. Yeah. Oh man, this would have been cooler if I knew her name. We you actually know, see one. her too. Yes. Yeah. Uh, on the Pixar theme here, uh, Dot, the cute little ant in A Bug's Life. Mm-hmm. That's a very young Hayden Panettiere. Nah, man. It's Hayden Panettiere. Hayden nope, Panettiere. Hayden Panettiere. Tanette. <laughs> Tanette. <laughs> ben Affleck was a frightened basketball player in Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Okay. Okay. Fair. Uh, Seth MacFarlane was in Gilmore Girls. Yep. In a couple of episodes. Yep. And then I've got just a few more. 
We have another bully, uh, The Secret World of Alex Mack. Jessica Alba plays a bully in that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Chelsea knew this, but Selena Gomez and Demi Lovato were Barney and friends. I think a ton of like people got started there. I think I knew then, that too. I, I'm telling you, I remember this. It's like a dream. Do you ever have those moments in your life that are kind of like dreams to where somebody mentions something and it, then it's a very vivid memory for you? Oh, yeah. You just, just decided to remember once in your life. Oh, Doctor yeah. Strange blasted out of your own body. Yep. There's an episode of Goosebumps called Say Cheese and Die. Uh-huh. Ryan Gosling is like the main kid in that one. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's very fun. And that like... When I read that, I just, like, I went back, (laughs) I watched it again. Incredible. You found it? No, in my head. It was, like, all happening in this, like, other world. Uh, We've talked about it before, but Christian Bale is a voice in the Pocahontas. Mm. Mm -hmm. That is so funny Um, to me. Spice World, (laughs) which is the Spice Girls movie. Uh, (laughs) Big, big hit. Hugh Laurie. Play some random character in hey, that. Hey, what's he doing now? What's Hugh Laurie up know. to now? I, I really like Hugh him. I, hope, oh, I wish I he would be doing. doing more. He's doing that Avenue... Uh, oh, the oh, space uh, yeah. show. Oh, Is it yeah, yeah, Avenue yeah. 5 or whatever? Yeah. It, with him and um, Olaf. Help me, please. Help Josh me. Gad. Thank you. Josh Gad and him. He's your, and- he is your blood rival. Yeah, that's true. He and I, (laughs) our relationship will culminate with one of us dead on the day of the blood moon. Yes, there can only be one of you. (laughs) Yes, the day of the blood moon. Uh, I have like three more. Uh, Okay, Fergie, uh, several times on the movies, uh, was the voice of Sally Brown and Peppermint Patty in Charlie Brown movies. That's weird. Yeah, as a kid, I did not know that. I had no idea. I did see. Weirdly enough. I did know that. That is so strange. I'm a big Fergie head. Yeah. Big Fergie head. We always say Doge, Um, that old Ferg head? Zoolander, which is one of my favorites. Mm -hmm. I think it caught me at the right age. Uh, If you remember at the beginning of Zoolander, he has a bunch of roommates that are also supermodels. Uh Uh-huh. Orange mocha frappuccinos. And then there's this one that says, "Um, excuse me? Do you remember that guy? Yes. Yeah. That is Alexander Skarsgård. <laughs> what? Weird. Yeah, that one's worth going back and watching again because uh, <laughs> that's just completely bizarre to me. But you yeah, look and it looks, it looks just like him, but it was way before I mean, he just blew it, up and the Skarsgård took over the world. It, it does. It, it, it looks like him because it is him. And the very last thing that they Man. had on this list, literally um, everyone was before involved. We, bef- Do what? Before we pass it. Yeah. Before we pass it, I have something I have to say, and I need you guys to tell me if it's anything. Welcome, one and all, to the Scars Garden of Eden. No, it's not. And that can be maybe our new podcast where we only review <laughs> Scars Garden flicks. Hey, as your friend, Scars Garden of Eden. As your friend, as your buddy, <laughs> uh, that's nothing. You, I mean, we cool. could also, he, he's got something cool. going there. We could also throw in some famous Edens. Yeah. Because there's like, uh, yeah, hit me. Eden. Uh-huh. Um, yep. Hit me with the, look, give me maybe Eden. two more. That's the joke. There's no, I can't think of any other famous Edens. Um, mm-hmm. And then at the end of this fun list, it says literally everyone was in law and order SVU. And then it shows a picture <laughs> of like every famous person you've ever seen as an extra uh, in law and order SVU. Another thing about extra, when I was looking at the cast of, of finding Nemo um, on, on the theme of kind of this list of like, Oh, I didn't know they were in that. 
I, I, there's the ones that stood out, right? Like there's uh, Jeffrey Rush is the Pelican. Yep. Uh, yeah. We have Willem Dafoe plays Gil, right? Mm-hmm. But then I start looking at the rest of this cast and I'm like, wait, what? I had no idea. And I guess it like Eric Bana is one of the sharks. Yeah. Right? He's the hammerhead shark. And so I was looking through this. I was like, these are all some relatively big stars. And then I thought to yeah. myself, what a perfect time <gasps> to play extra credit. No, oh, I knew no. it was coming. I knew it was coming. I thought it might be a Star Was Born. No. But then I knew it was going to be the bad one. No. I could see the mischief in his eyes. Albert Brooks is Marlon. Okay. Of course, Ellen DeGeneres is Dory. Willem Dafoe is in here as Gil. Brad Garrett as Bloat. Yeah. Which all of these are perfect. I think everybody that is in the dentist yeah. office aquarium is perfect. 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 Voice acting. Yeah. Casting. Completely yeah. agreed. Allison Janney as Peach. That was one of the ones that I was like, it. I hear it. I completely hear it, but I had never yeah. recognized it as such. I don't yep. know how I didn't hear it before I watched the movie this week. How about, I don't know that I have watched this movie recently enough to really be locked in enough to like who is who and, and right. what their voices mm-hmm. sound Yeah, and like. then how about like Steven Root as Bubbles? Right. I know. Was just, and it's like super minor and he's never really a major, major role, but it, why did it feel like a big, a big get? To get him to play. Because of Barry. It, probably because of Barry. It's yeah. 100% because of Barry. Probably because of Barry. But uh, for those of you that haven't followed along on Extra Credit, this is our favorite game on the podcast. It's your favorite game One on the podcast. One of us is their favorite because game. Because Extra Credit uh, is all about the algorithm, perhaps the uh, ninth wonder of the modern world, the IMDb algorithm for the top credits for actors or those just Real involved. Quick. I mean, if this is the ninth one, do we want to go through? I mean, what do you think are the first eight? Just to just so we're all on the same page. Wonders of the world. Yeah, uh, I would. I at least know that Gary Busey is one. Um, Interesting. Interesting. Tower fans. This started a little bit as a joke, but now I can't stop thinking about how I have no idea what even one of the wonders of the modern world is. I know, like the isn't the aren't the Hanging Gardens one of them? That's the ancient world. There's eight wonders of oh. the ancient world, and then there's a whole other subcategory that's the modern. I world, just watched I it last week. Uh, the Last Crusade. Is that one of the ancient world ones where they go in, in uh, uh, Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade, the place that is built into uh, the city of Petra? Yeah. yeah, I think that's one of the ancient world ones. Because you've got the pyramids, the ancient world ones, the great pyramids, the Sphinx, the Hanging Gardens, like the Colosseum. I bet Taj Mahal is not. I bet not modern or not ancient? I, I feel like it might be modern. I'd Dang. love to come up with the eight wonders of right now. And I think it's probably me. And seven of your relatives? Wonders. Seven of my relatives. Mm-hmm. Yeah, probably. <laughs> Why did that take well, me? Well, six of my relatives too and then long me to again. get there. <laughs> I'm on twice. One of those wonders, uh, Jordan's cousin, the IMDb algorithm, uh, gives us the four top credits of anybody involved in the show business. If they have enough involvement, there's four. And those top four factor in how much they were actually involved in the movie, uh, how well the movie did, um, how much... Like if, if you, if they were a producer, even a TV shows show up in this as well, which might come up with one of our actors in finding Nemo. And so the way that they do this is we have, uh, our co-hosts here, Jordan and Doge are working together. This is a team game. Uh, and they are trying to come up with those top four credits. They get a point for every credit that they guess correctly. And if they guess all four of them correctly, they get extra credit, which is five points. They'll have three actors to work through and they can get possibly a total of 15 points uh, but all they need to win is nine. 
So all they have to do is average three credits per person. It's very hard, but I think uh, for a show that is claiming that we are good at something, meaning like movies, like we're movie guys, it needs to be hard. I have never right? claimed to be good at this game. Yeah, I was about to say. No, no, no. This I'm not saying not you claim to be good at list. this game. I'm just saying like, this is the pros. Like, I'm. Uh, yes, it's ridiculous how hard it is. But do you want us to just dumb it down? No. No. Because no. it's not a podcast. <laughs> So that's true. If there's one thing I know, that's, that's what, true. That's what I always say. Like, if it's not tough, it's not a podcast. Here are your uh, actors you can choose from. I'll let you choose three. Albert Brooks, Ellen DeGeneres, Willem Dafoe, Brad Garrett, Allison Janney, Stephen Root, Jeffrey Rush. I think that's about it. Eric Bana. I, I know for a fact we've tried Jeffrey Rush before. Because I think we did that Have on we? King's. I think we did it on King's Speech, and we found out there was not a Pirates of the Caribbean at all in his top four. Do you remember that? Am I am I making is that, that up? Jeffrey Rush that that happened with? That might be right. I He's think done so. a lot of stuff. Um, <clears throat> I think I think Billy Defoe might be a good person to we consider. Could, we could potentially do Billy Defoe. Is there any universe get, where we can't get Ellen? I was about to say I'm confident we can get Ellen because it's 100%. it's going to be this Dory the Ellen show and then her sitcom right <laughs> yeah which I think was called Ellen I think right? it's just called Ellen yeah do you yeah. want you want to swing for Ellen first yeah yeah I'd, I'd love that so we're also, starting have we talked about on this podcast that it's my lifelong dream to get on her show man we haven't but that makes all the sense it seems that right now while everybody's doing digital there is possibly the lowest barrier of entry. Yeah, between you and true. the Ellen show. That's probably true. So if it's going to happen, it's going to happen now. Well, that's a bummer. Don't say it like that. <laughs> <laughs> Oops. Let's start with Ellen. Let's start with Ellen. All right. Well, this, right? We're going to yeah, lock finding in. Nemo, finding Nemo. Lock it in. Yeah. Bing, 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 bing. Number four. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Four. Finding okay. Dory. Yeah, let's lock in Finding Dory for sure. Lock it in. Bong, bong. <laughs> Dude, this happens almost every time. It's like there's so much momentum and they're so excited. And then I say two, two, well, one word multiple times, bong bong, and it gets so quiet. <laughs> so I quiet. Can't, like instantly <laughs> deflated. I'm just, I can't fathom a world where this isn't it. It's just okay. Wild. The, the movie with show. her character's name. Here's the thing. Y'all, I think there's only one time that you've won that you feel was legitimate, right? That's correct. Right. You've won another time, but you didn't feel that was legitimate because you just got to pick directors. Sure. That's correct. Yeah, that just know it. that you're sitting in the middle of, you're just beginning down a road that would actually be a legitimate win. Just saying. What? What? So what was the next thing you wanted to? The Ellen show. Yeah. Lock it in. The Ellen DeGeneres show, like the talk show. Yes. Yeah. Or what? Uh, bing, 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 yeah. bing, bing, bing. Yeah, number yeah. one, number one, number one. And then I think her sitcom. I, so I think her talk show is just Ellen. I think the 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 her sitcom talk show is, is the Ellen DeGeneres show. Okay, well then maybe her sitcom's Ellen. Is that what you're saying? Her Doge? sitcom is called Ellen. It's got to be her sitcom, right? She 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 starred in a sitcom named after her. Well, she was in a movie where the movie was named after her fish. Yeah, that's, that's not true. it. I say it's got to be her sitcom. Yeah, it's got to be her sitcom. I think it's Ellen. just called Ellen. I think it's called Ellen. Lock, Lock it, in. it in. Bing, 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 bing. Yeah. So that's yeah, good. You want to yeah. get three. So, uh, hey, hey, what's hey, the other real thing? Quick, what on earth is her fourth Ellen, thing that we didn't Ellen get? Ellen was number three. So the Ellen DeGeneres show is number one. Ellen's number three. Funny Nemo is number four. Number two is the Oscars as a writer. So her. Is un- 
real. You are kidding me. Her hosting uh, the Oscars in 2014, which had the epic selfie and she got pizza for everybody. Yeah. That has been considered very significant. Uh, (laughs) I mean, it was great. She did a great job. I'm going to go ahead and assume that uh, we can probably deduce from that why Finding Nemo made the cut of the votes and Finding Dory is not in our Pixar series. Yeah. Because Finding Dory got beat out by the Oscars. Oh, not just. I mean, yes. Like, it's not like Finding Dory would have been number two. Right. Yeah, it's crazy. Like, the Oscars pushed down her sitcom. Right. Wow. Okay, you've got two more actors and you're you're averaging, you're doing a good job on your average. You can yeah, win this game. Fair. You got so three of four. I'm thinking I'm thinking we need to seriously consider Billy Defoe. Yeah. I'm thinking uh the others are gonna be pretty difficult. Yeah, Brad, Brad Garrett, Elsie Jerry, Steven Root, Eric Bana, Jeffrey Rush. Yeah. Yeah. Brad Garrett, I feel like is going to be tough. I feel like Brad Garrett or Allison Janney are the other obvious choice besides William yeah. Defoe. You could also give Ratzenberger a shot. No, because then it's what for so. Pixar movies. Yeah. Um, you want to go with Defoe get, first? Do we get bonus points if we just say Weird Hulk for Eric Bana again and again and again? Yeah, <laughs> sure. No. <laughs> you want to do Willie? Oh, oh, yeah. De- oh, Willie Defoe? Let's check out Billy Def. Billy Def. All right. So William Defoe, the hope here is to get three. Begin. I mean, Spider-Man, right? I think. Sure. Let's lock in Spider-Man. 2002's Tobes McGobes Spider-Man. Tobes McGobes. I've only heard one of you technically say lock it in. Lock it in. Bing, 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 bing. <gasps> Willem Defoe's number one. Godspeed, oh, wow. Spider-Man. Green Goblin. Wow. Spider-Man. Uh, do we think the lighthouse might be there. I don't know. It, it was a big deal this year. It was a big deal hey, this year. These IMD people got nothing to do right now except update their top four lists. Yeah. I, I don't know. Let, let's, let's hold. Let's well, I don't know. What do you think? A little bit. I, I have no idea whether it would be there or not. I know the Florida project was kind of a big deal for him. Yeah. And I think there's a chance that that's up there. I mean, I think there's a chance finding Nemo's up there. You think so? It won an Oscar. Yeah. You want to go for that? I mean, if anything, we've seen how important the Oscars are to IMDb. That's true. That's true. You know what? Let's go for Finding Nemo. Okay. Finding Nemo. Bong bong. Lock it in. Yeah. Bong bong. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yep. You want to try the Florida Project? He was nominated for that. Yes, sir. Let's Did try he win for that, Project. actually? Let's I lock in the Florida Project. For that. Yeah. Okay. We'll lock in Florida Project. Bing, 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 bing. Number four. Willem Dafoe okay. has never won an Oscar. Okay. Wow. That's good to know. Uh, is there a chance that, that, that John Wick is up there for him? Oh yeah. John Wick's kind of a big deal. John Wick two, right? No one. He's in John Wick one. Mm-hmm. It's the only one he's in. Oh yeah. Dang. I forgot he's in that. Yup. Kind of a big deal too. I mean, do you think IMDB forgot he's in that just like I did? Doubt Me, it. The lovable goofball from our podcast. Do you think IMDB made that same mistake? Doubt it. I don't know, man. If, if, if Nemo's not up there, it could be John Wick. Yeah. Are we confident the lighthouse? I mean, the lighthouse was huge. Are we confident that's not going to be? No, I'm not confident it's not going to be there. Y'all have one more guess, but it's pretty new. Yeah, it is. Oh, whatever we guess, 
we are going to get it wrong. And then Carter's going to say something and we're both going to go, oh my gosh, how did I forget that he was in that? Yeah, that tends to be how this thing goes. You make the call, champ. I'm okay with either answer. I really feel like it's going to be the lighthouse. Okay. Lock it in. Bing, 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 bing. Nice. Number one, Spider-Man. Number two, the lighthouse. Nice. Number three, Antichrist. Okay, and number, good. And number oh, yeah. four, the Florida Project. Okay. You guys, all you need is three. And this is a legitimate and honestly hard win. Like good this thing is we not have the my favorite cast. actor of all time, Brad Garrett. <laughs> <laughs> and Allison Janney. And, you know, there's options. Okay. Well, Brad Garrett's obviously going to be Everybody Loves Raymond. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I know that Brad Garrett was the on-call voice of Eeyore for the past like 25 years. Wasn't he something in like Ice Age maybe? Something I was going to say too during the Willem Dafoe stuff. Um, there's definitely, I mean, it's really easy to listen to y'all play the game. And I'm sure people in their cars in all of our ignorance think that we could be better at this sometimes. But there's also some times that I listen to this and I'm like, man, there's no way I would have done that. So I really do applaud y'all for Willem Dafoe because what was running through my head and would have been in this game is every single Wes Anderson movie he's been in. Right. Yeah. Would have completely thrown me for a loop. But that might be part of their algorithm in that there are so many, like, unless you are the guy, like the Bill yeah. Murray or the Ray Fiennes or somebody like that, yeah. like there is, you probably don't get counted. So yeah, that was good really point. good. I'm impressed. Let's talk through this real quick. Brad Garrett, we've got Everybody Loves Raymond and then kind of a crapshoot, at least for me, as far as my a, knowledge a of Brad Garrett's voice acting. So right. let's talk Alice and Janie real quick. I, here's, here's the bad news about me. I can't really help with her. Well, it's going to be Lady Bird. Yeah. It's going to be, uh, um, what's it called? Um, help me. Margot Robbie, ice skating. Uh, I, Tanya. Thank you. It's going to be, I, I was afraid to say I, Tanya, cause I didn't know if that was her. Can we get mom. one more Alice and Janie movie? Can we squeeze one more Alice and Janie movie out? Because we're already one up on Brad. Finding Nemo. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, man. One more. Do we go and hope for inspiration? Because I feel like Brad Garrett is going to be a dead end for us. Is Brad Garrett. He's the principal or he's one of the teachers, the wrestling coach in the pacifier starring Vin Diesel. Yeah. Is he, is he ever, why do I picture him in a Santa suit? You know why? Because I'm thinking of Vince You're thinking Vaughn. thinking of Fred Claus. Yeah. I'm thinking of why. Vince Vaughn in a Santa Claus suit. I'm not thinking of Brad Garrett. Ooh, they're about the yeah. same body type, aren't they? They might be the same person. Um, yeah. So there was They're Brad Garrett, Stephen Root, Allison Janney, Jeffrey Rush, Eric Bana. Well, it's it's not going to be Eric Bana. We know this. I mean, unless Weird Hulk is in there four times. <laughs> I read the novelization of that movie in like the fourth or fifth grade. Yeah. <laughs> that's the kind of energy. That's the kind of heat we need to always be bringing to this uh, podcast. Just because I really don't think y'all are going to touch Eric Bana, the no. Weird Hulk is not even in his top four. That's weird. It's in my top four films of all time. So <laughs> take that IMDb. Take that. Um, I don't know, man. Wait, didn't Liv Tyler, wasn't she in that? Weird no, Hulk? she's in the Ed Norton one. Oh, that's right. That's right. Okay. Um, I don't know, man. I say Janie and we just take a swing at it. See yeah. what happens. All right. Yeah, let's do it. So for uh, let, me do, let me do Brad Garrett for y'all first. Cause I don't think he's ever going to come up again. Okay. I'm going to tell you his Who top knows? four. I mean, when we start our, everybody loves Raymond watch through. Everybody Loves Raymond is number one. Yeah. Christopher sure. Robin. He's the voice of ER. ER? Yeah. Eeyore. ER. 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 Of the ER. He's the voice of ER. Emergency. Donkey. Um, Eeyore 
in Christopher Robin. He is uh, hook hand thug entangled. Oh yeah, uh, I literally I watched that a week ago. And he's Gusto in Ratatouille, the big chef. Hmm. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I mean, he's got to be like a quintuple, a septuple dizzer at this yeah, point. Yeah, no doubt. He's Probably. Uh, Probably. So Allison Janney. Yeah, I'm gonna start with Lady Bird. I think Doge. Yeah. All right. Lock let's lock that in. Bong bong. Allison Janney. <laughs> Allison Janney is not even in Lady Bird. Wait. <laughs> she is not even in that movie. <laughs> what? She's not in Lady Bird. You talking about the mom? Yeah. That's not Allison Janney. Why is she Allison Janney in my head then? I don't know. Who plays the mom in Lady Bird? Um, Lori. Let me see. Watch him be like, it's Glenn Close. No, no it's Lori, Lori Metcalf. Maybe this is like a Berenstein, Berenstein Bears situation. Dude. And Jordan, at some point, your timeline merged with ours. <laughs> and it share, was Alice and Janie. In- I'm going to share a screenshot with y'all because we have that power. This is now you need to make sure that this is an Alice and Janie in your head, Jordan. <laughs> this this is Lori Metcalf right here. That's Lori Metcalf. Yeah. No, that's not Alice and Janie in my head. Dude, Kay. my. <laughs> so. <laughs> You got three more guesses to win this good game. Um, and we got to get them all right, huh? Uh-huh. Well, I, Tanya, is I that guess. another Lori Metcalf movie? Did I, Tanya, lock it did in. Did you just say Metcalf? <laughs> Metcalf. <laughs> nah, man. Are you locking There's in, I, Tanya? in that name. Let's lock in, I, Tanya. Okay, or would you rather say, I, Ock in, I, Tanya, because we don't pronounce L's on this podcast now? Yeah. What are you talking about, Doge? I'm up. talking about how I think that we should lock in Itanya. <laughs> yeah, fine. Itanya is a bong bong. She won an Oscar for that movie, and it is not in her IMDb top four. You have lost extra credit, but you have two more guesses to try and get eight. Finding Nemo, lock it in. Bong bong. Hey, Jordan, what's your favorite Laurie Metcalf film? <laughs> you can lock in Lady Bird again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know what? Ladybird part four. Let's do it. Lock it Lady in. Ladybird part four. Lock it in. Bong bong. Uh, Allison Janney's number one is The Help. Number two is oh. Juno. Number three oh. is The Hours. And number four is Hairspray. All very recognizable movies, not very recognizable Allison Janney movies. Dude, have you ever been, and this is legitimate, have you ever been so frustrated that your ears start ringing? Like, <laughs> no, I haven't. Is my that ears are, right my ears are ringing because of how annoyed I am right now. Uh, Send him to voicemail, dude. We're recording a podcast. This right is now. the closest I have ever been to legitimate steam from my ears. <laughs> this was a yeah. If if we were following this on a graph, um, there's a big old drop off after our second actor. There, we had three. We had three. We had zero. Yeah, from now on, you can call us Skype. Huge drop off. You can call us Skype because we just blew a huge lead. That's true. <laughs> Um, would you rather play a game to end this episode that you have way more control in like control of like, there's no, there's winners, but you decide who are you down for that? Sure. I guess. Yeah. Y'all just feel like the little kid that's not taking the game. Like you're just like, I'm just trying to lift your spirits and you are just too. Well, fool me once. Shame on you. Fool me twice. Sometimes you just have to let me wallow in it before. Shame on your whole family. That's true. I'm really bad at that in real life. I'll just let y'all. I'll just let y'all be mad. <laughs> the rest of this episode is just going to be Doge and I talking about how peeved we are. <laughs> uh, it is time for the sweet 16 of Spring Delirium. Oh my gosh. We have uh, responsibilities here. 
And I know it's tough because sometimes we go through things that get us real down and then we got to turn around and go to work. But here we are. We've got- <laughs> Much like life. <laughs> much like life. We've got the sweet 16 of Spring Delirium. Rick, don't stop. We have eight matchups after you guys. Uh, after this, it's out of our control. So this is the last day that Two Chunks and a Hunk uh, has control over this this uh, bracket. Yeah, yeah. Uh, for our Elite Eight, that will go to our Patreon only. So Patreon will have four matchups to choose from to make it to the final four. And then the final four and the championship game are everybody gets to vote on that. Everybody. Yep. Yep. Let's do it. Our very first matchup in the Sweet 16 is Woody. That's the uh, the sheriff from Toy Story. I've heard oh, of him. thanks. Yeah. Against Sadness, the blue one from Inside Out. Heard of her? Three, two, one. Woody. Woody. Woody moves on to the Elite Eight. Any surprise here? None nah. at all. From the movie that we're going to be reviewing tomorrow, we have Marlon against Mr. Incredible. Three, two, one. Mr. Incredible. Marlin. Okay. So this is our first tie. We have, I believe it was Doge who said Marlon. You're correct. That's correct. And then Jordan who said Mr. Incredible. Doge, I'm going to let you defend first. I think Marlon is something that is wholly unique to Pixar. Um, I can name about five or six other movie characters who are superpower, super strong boy. I cannot name another animated fish protagonist. Um, I, in addition, I think that Marlon is a better father. I think Whoa, that- Whoa, hold up. This is spicy. I think yeah. that- you I made this about dads. Parr. I did. I think. Well, they're both dads. They That's are both the dads. Thing. I didn't notice that in the matchup. You think Marlon? Okay. I think Marlon's a better father. I think Bob Parr kind of just is a turd for a lot of his movie and then gives a baby apology and then his family loves him again. Oh, Whoa, this is I spicy. Think, I yeah, love it's really this. Spicy. Is good podcasting. It's really spicy. This I think, is good podcasting. I think for me, where I'm landing is that Marlon is the most wholly unique Pixar character out of these two the more wholly unique pixar character okay sorry I, I i was just reeling a little bit from that i feel like a superhero past his prime who has to get back to a place he once was and learn how to be a good father and husband again is a pretty unique character dark knight um, returns no nope. father and husband sorry nope <laughs> um, I feel like, I feel like it is a, in fact, a uniquely Pixar esque character as well to be able to throw in the, cause I mean, ultimately the Incredibles is about family. And so, yeah, I think you're right. I think Bob is a bad dad and a bad husband, but that's, that's his journey much in the same way that Marlon's is from, from cowardice to bravery. I think that, um, Bob has his journey as well, but, but I think that, um, saying Marlon's a better dad than Bob is pretty pretty nuts. And I also think that, uh, Bob does a lot more than just a baby apology throughout his movie. And I think that it's about, uh, Bob with his family more so than Bob as a single solo person, which is why the movie is called the Incredibles plural. But I think that, uh, Mr. Incredible is actually a super unique character and, uh, does most of the heavy lifting in his movie as well. I ah. literally and figuratively. <laughs> I did not expect uh, this to be a hard decision for me. I need, uh, let's do a one word, a final one word reason as to why. Doge, you'll be next. You'll go first again. Why Marlon? Can I, before Doge goes, because I want to give him the chance to do this too. Can I, can I hyphenate a word? Yes. Like if two you're giving, words with if a hyphen? you're giving him a chance to do it too, yeah. 
Yeah, that's why I wanted to stop him now. Okay, based on new regulations I've just been informed about, I'm going to hyphenate a word. Uh, and I had it, and it just swam out of my head. So many puns in this matchup. The hyphenated words are transitional parenting. Okay. Jordan? Must I, my, must I explain, or are we, under, are we on, the, on the same page by what I mean by that's this, not how this That's not how this works. That's more than two words. Uh, my hyphenated word is genre bending. You ever look at your friend's face through a Zoom call and just be like, you're wrong. I disagree with you. Um, how, how? How? I don't think it's genre bending. It's are, a Silver Age superhero story. Combined with the modern familial sensibilities. Are you kidding me? Okay, so it's Jonathan Hickman's Fantastic Four run. No, I didn't say I didn't say genre defying. I just said genre bending. Okay, valid. I am. I continue to be very impressed by y'all in this because I think this uh, bracket brings up a lot of arguments and conversations that wouldn't normally exist. I don't think we get to pit correct other Pixar characters <laughs> against each other. Um, but I do think that it's fun. I'm going to go ahead and say. And I promise you this was a lot closer than I thought it would be from the beginning. But Mr. Incredible is going to go ahead and go to the Elite Eight. Yeah, yeah. But, um, you know, we'll talk more about it tomorrow. But in Finding Nemo, Marlon just holds a lot more significance than I had remembered, which is silly because I don't want to let it be like the name of the movie is what threw me off. I'm like, oh, it's Nemo's name's in it. It's all about Nemo. It's not really. It's a lot about Marlon. Anyways, that's really good. Um, Let's do now Mike Wazowski against Edna Mode. Three, two, one. Edna Mike Mode. Wazowski. Oh, no. Oh, we have another tie. Oh. I believe I heard Jordan say Edna Mode. Yeah. And yeah. Doge say Mike Wazowski. Doge went first last time. Jordan, you go first this time. Why is Edna Mode uh, worthy of the Elite Eight in this oh. Pixar bracket? That was tough, and I didn't flip to the other side until you counted to two. You got to two, and I flipped. Uh, but... I think that the argument for Edna Mode is just simply she is pure comic relief, but done very uniquely and done. She's very funny. Um, and, and I think that there is uh, there's not a lot like Edna going on in this Elite Eight and uh, she deserves a shot at the title. Doge? For my time, I choose to speak directly to my opponent and ask him to recall simpler times. Perhaps when we were able to be in the same room. <laughs> I hope these words find their way into your heart. I am a sucker for complex and strong fraternal male friendships. Think Frodo. Think Sam. Don't conjure that. Don't conjure their ghost for Mike Wazowski. <laughs> think Mike Wazowski. Think Sully. I think their relationship is very special. Um, yeah, I just, I, I really am. Like, I, I know that I'm... Jordan, I'm using your words from our Lord of the Rings series, but I really am. Like, I do love their, like the fact that, that Monsters Incorporated is not afraid to paint a picture of a, like a loving, strong, wholesome male friendship. Cause that's something not a lot of media does. And that's something that has been one of the most valuable things that I have found in my life. And I would never have found it if it weren't for Mike Wazowski. I think of him every day. <laughs> do you think Mike uses both hands to wipe away one tear? <laughs> When he cries, where does it come from? The middle? Moving on to the Elite Eight is uh, Mike Wazowski. We'll move on to the Elite Eight. Our next matchup, we have Carl of Up against Nemo of Toy Story 3. I'm kidding. (laughs) 
uh, it's his movie. Carl against Nemo. Three, two, one. Nemo. Carl. Oh my gosh. This is amazing. Dosh, were you the one who said Carl? Yes. Dosh said Carl. Jordan said Nemo. That's Jordan correct. Went first last time. Dosh defends first. Why does Carl go on to the Elite Eight? Carl teaches us a lesson about acceptance and how life can continue after a seemingly insurmountable tragedy. Jordan? Nemo also teaches us a lesson about acceptance and how life can continue after an insurmountable tragedy. And uh, also, uh, I think that there is an underrepresentation of physical handicaps in Pixar's movies. And so I think it's really cool that Nemo gets to be that character. And the fact that he's also like funny and sweet and cute adds bonus points for me as well. Well, okay. So Nemo was ravaged by the teeth of a barracuda Mm -hmm. and... Carl was ravaged by time's the cruel and unrelenting time. hand. <laughs> Do so, the teeth of time tick back and forth like a grandfather clock? <laughs> Is that a lyric from a metal song? Could be now. Do the teeth of time. Um, yeah, actually, is it is it from Jack Black in School metal of Rock? Song. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, these matchups, it's so interesting, the commonalities in some of these. We didn't even mention that Mike and Edna are probably the same height. Um, That's true. <laughs> ooh, I, we're not done here. This is interesting. Uh, I don't even want to go to one word yet. Let's go back to uh, Doge on Carl. Um, I think we've seen the similarities of the two. What do you think makes Carl uh, different? I think what makes Carl stand out just in terms of of movie protagonists in general, I think there is, uh, and, and certainly Jordan, I will grant you that underrepresentation. I think there is an equivalent but different type of underrepresentation of old folk protagonists in media, where the story isn't "I'm old and I need to be okay with that." Uh, with Carl's story, it's much less "I'm old and I need to be okay with that," but this bad thing happened to me, and I need to let my dream die to realize that uh, to realize essentially what I've got and what I've had. So I think we're, we're giving him traditionally a young person's like coming of age type of narrative, but he is an old boy. Jordan. Uh, I think it's pretty rare um, in a a child is lost. Parent is looking situation. I think it's pretty rare for um, the child to get as much screen time as Nemo gets a, but also to be as heavily involved in his own, uh, emancipation from the situation, uh, watching Nemo take charge when he's in the tank and go. I mean, if you don't get a little bit emotional when Gil swims by with his shredded fin and tells him that he can swim out of the tube or when Nemo grabs the rock and jumps back in the, uh, the filter for the second time to go do a good job. And I think that, uh, in Nemo, we get to see this, super young character that kind of takes fate into his own hands in a way that we don't get to see young people do very often. So yeah, I, I ultimately I think what's coming down to or what this is coming down to is that Carl and Nemo are two opposite ends of the same spectrum. Here. I was about to say we, we give, uh, we give like prime of their life, like 18 to 40 year old narratives to these people that are way outside of that. Yep. Uh, way outside of that age bracket. Yep. Well, for the sake of time, I'm not going to do a one word thing. Uh, I'm just going to go ahead and take this immense responsibility. Yeah, this is huge. Maybe the most important thing you've ever done. It is the certainly the most important thing I've ever done. Moving on to the Elite Eight will be... Uh, I still don't even know. <laughs> go ahead and give me one word. Doge first. 
Why Carl? No hyphens this time. Acceptance. Ooh, can I change it? <laughs> Actualization. Okay. Jordan? Confidence. Moving on to the Elite Eight between this matchup between Carl and Nemo. The hardest matchup I have ever had to judge. When y'all said this names at the same time, and I knew that it would come down to me, it's like when Gandalf is at the meeting and Frodo says, I'll take the ring to Mordor. <laughs> like that was my face. Um, moving on to the Elite Eight is going to be Nemo. So I Nemo respect that on. completely. That's a tough um, one. Our next matchup. Just hang up the video call. <laughs> <laughs> it's just, just not even on tomorrow's episode either. Uh, we don't even address it. Um, we have Buzz Lightyear against Crush the Turtle. Three, two, one. Buzz Lightyear. Buzz Lightyear. See, doesn't oh, that feel good, guys? Thank goodness. What would one of you have done if the other one had said Crush here? I don't. Are you worried about that? Like, do you feel like really? Like, am I going to have to? If yeah, it, I feel like Buzz, Buzz and Crush is not a competition to me. If it had yeah. been against somebody else, that could have been a pretty serious issue. If it wasn't for Buzz. Crush or for Buzz? If it wasn't up against oh, okay. Buzz, I think Crush yeah. could have beat out a lot of people for me. I'm going to save the hardest matchups for last. Oh, good. Um, but again, here's assuming that I don't think this one's hard too. We have Bing Bong against Dory. Three, two, one. Bing Bong. Dory. You're kidding. Oh my goodness. Don't you think these two should have their own movie together? How no. all over the place would that be? <laughs> um, so uh, Bing Bong and Dory. Jordan, you said Bing Bong? I did, yeah. Doge, you said Dory. Jordan, uh, you are first. Why Bing Bong to the so Elite I, Eight? I honestly don't have a lot of super strong feelings overall about either of these characters, um, but I, I think essentially where I have landed is um, both of these characters kind of foot the bill as far as... Um, secondary characters in the narrative, a lot of comic relief involved in who they are, but they sort of act as a, a guide to our main characters at one point or a long point during the movie. Um, and to me, uh, Bing Bong's guidance and story just culminates uh, a lot more poignantly. Okay. Doge for Dory. I love Dory's presence in this movie. And I, I'm trying not to talk about why I love Dory in a way that is going to spoil tomorrow's episode. Um, I like Dory's presence in this movie as sort of dumb Obi-Wan, which is she fills that role of, of guide through the journey, but she's like <laughs> probably not the greatest source of knowledge for our, our main character. Yeah. Um, but the thing that pushed it over the edge for me is Ellen DeGeneres's performance as Dory, particularly her delivery of the line when she's begging Marlon not to leave. Um, that solidifies it for me. Now I did, I mean, Bing Bong does have a higher tier quota, uh, but I am trying to, I'm trying to become a new person who doesn't refer to tier quotas. Acknowledging like, his own good. tier quota. That's good. Um, moving on to the elite eight. I can, every time I say this, I thought I knew, and then I just kind of chill in it for a little bit. <laughs> moving on to the elite eight. We're going to have Dory move mm -hmm. on there. Um, but again, you guys are just really good at debating. Um, next we have Sully against Miguel. Three, two, one. Sully. Miguel. Oh my goodness gracious. <laughs> Welcome to our 90 minute mini Monday. Um, okay. So Sully against Miguel. Doge said Miguel. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Jordan said Sully. Doge, you go first this time. I really love Miguel for two reasons. One, when he plays the guitar, his fingers are actually doing the right things. And that is really special to me as a musician. Two, I am a big fan of the fact that 
my favorite Pixar movie of the last five years, which is Coco, Miguel's flick. Um, our protagonist is a child and also a non-white child. I don't feel like we really see that in American animation. I, I, I genuinely can't think of another another feature length American Into animated the film. Oh, yeah, dang, you're right. But yeah, I, I think so. For me, the two things come down. It comes down to representation of on a very small scale, actual musicianship, and in a very large scale, uh, representation of cultures and people that are different from just plain white vanilla. Sure. Yeah. Um, I hear you. To to me, the animation of the fingers during guitar is something you like about the movie Coco and not about Miguel. Miguel which, does it. Which to me, here's my thing. If if we're going to talk about the, the male friendships in Monsters, Inc. and you're going to vote Mike through, but not Sully, that is utter wildness to me. Uh, I, I, for Jordan, Sully is, if it's up to Jordan to to put out the rest of this, uh, bracket, Sully wins the whole thing. Sully is my favorite Pixar character of all because he is, uh, warm and funny and kind. His attachment to boo is, um, sweet. I mean, Sully is the whole package of everything that a Pixar character should be. And I think that he is the archetype for what a Pixar character can be. Um, Sully, Sully all the way for me. Love Miguel. This is another example of a, of a tough matchup, but to me, it's just Pixar without Sully isn't even Pixar anymore. Yeah, that's valid. I'm, I'm going to be happy no matter who wins. Moving on to the elite eight, uh, will be Sully. Mm. So we're going to have him move on. Here's our last matchup. We mentioned boo. Here she is. She could make it to the elite eight. Oh no. Boo's competition is lightning McQueen. <laughs> boo against lightning McQueen. Three, Two, one. Boo. It's Lightning McQueen. Yeah, I figured it would be your favorite character. I man, I guess I go, go first this time, right? Yeah, I went first last time. You go first. Look, it still boils down to the same thing for me, uh, which is Lightning McQueen. Whether we like him and his car movies or not, it was culture for a little while. Like, I can't get over. I can't get over backpacks, lunch boxes, and Lego sets. It just. <laughs> Blows me away that it ever got that big, but it did though. And that, that, that's what I keep landing on is cars swept the nation. Literally. Give me one second, guys. Sorry. He's writing it. <laughs> Had to do a quick, a quick little bit of research. Um, do you guys know what happened on October 5th, which is incidentally my half birthday, October 5th in 1996 in Pasadena, California. You guys know, are you familiar with what happened that day? No. A small girl um, by the name of Mary Gibbs was born. And do you know how they recorded the voice of Boo for Monsters Incorporated? They followed Mary Gibbs around the Pixar headquarters uh, with a shotgun microphone and just recorded her interacting with things. And that's how they gathered all of the material that they used for Boo in Monsters Incorporated. I've never heard of another movie doing that. That is all. I just think it's amazing. I think it's that super is, cool. That is amazing. That's super interesting. Um, we can't just have it end at this. Uh, this is our final slot for the Elite Eight. This is a very unique matchup. Um, <laughs> I'm going to just take it to one word at this point. We're going to go straight to one word. And Jordan, you'll go first as to one word as to why Lightning McQueen over Boo deserves if to I be may, the Elite Eight. Mm-hmm. If I may, as, it might be a, a bit more interesting for this final one. Okay. If we give one final word about the opponent, why they shouldn't be in the elite eight. I think that's a great idea. 
So Jordan, you're giving yours, even though this feels like a setup because it's a little harder to say something bad about a little girl than it is about a car that talks. Um, well, what is it? I mean, I guess what is it about her that keeps her out of the Elite Eight? Okay, so we'll do that. Jordan, you have one word and Doge, you'll have one word as to why Lightning McQueen shouldn't be there. Welcome Jordan to Doge. the horrors of a bipartisan choice. One a word. is a vote against. One word against. And this is the last thing I'll ever have to do for this uh, spring delirium. By the way, y'all tied on six out of eight of the last eight matchups. Yeah. <clears throat> uh, minuscule. Reductive. We're going to put this next vote. The Elite Eight, of course, we know will be in the hands of the uh, Patreon official chunkies. And I can't wait to wash my hands of this and not <laughs> yeah, have I'm to ready be, to be done making these decisions. Not have to have the bad taste in my mouth of him continuing to win, but Lightning McQueen will be in the Elite Eight. Mm. And then we'll just leave it to everybody else uh, there. But Lightning McQueen does move on. Uh, so that means our Elite Eight matchups. Congratulations, Patreon members. Um, you need to the work. The hardest in. thing you'll ever have to do. You're going to have uh, Woody against Mr. Incredible. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mike Wazowski against Nemo. Sully against Dory. And Battle of the Lunchboxes, Buzz Lightyear against Lightning McQueen. Oh, nice. Um, yeah, Battle of the Lunchboxes for sure. And so that is our Elite Eight. This is exhausting. Yeah. I'm going to give you a chance to reflect on all these people and maybe some of them that we haven't even mentioned. But to end this episode, I'd love your name. And then I would love to hear... Uh, if you are going on a road trip, we're going to have a vacation. The quarantine is over. People can travel again. You have about a week to just go anywhere. Uh, you're going to take two Pixar, any two Pixar characters with you. Uh, who would that be? So your name and who you would want that to be. Uh, my name is Carter, and I would love to take Sully. And I'm going to take Sully and Remy with me. Um, because, uh, Remy is probably going to be good around the campfire, cooking up some stuff for us. Mm -hmm. Uh, and then Sully's all things, he's like security. Um, he's comfy. Uh, he's just, I feel like he's just going to take care of the trip and make sure that it's a good time. So me, Remy and Sully are going on a road trip. I'm Doge and I'm taking with me Gil from Finding Nemo because I want to hear some of his kind of world-weary wisdom, world-weary Willem wisdom. Uh, and then to round out those Ws, I'm also bringing Woody. Um, and I don't know if in this reality he's toy-sized or human-sized, and I don't know which is scarier. <laughs> yeah, I'm not sure. But we're going to jump inside our good friend Mater, and he'll be driving us. Uh, oh, my but gosh. But he he's not technically with us because he is the, the means by which we are undertaking this trip. You're about to go on a trip with Mater? Yeah, that's a no. third character. No, his mouth is on the outside. We can't hear him. <laughs> okay. Um, I play by the rules for this one because I'm Jordan. and uh, Mater is not with me. Spring Delirium has pitted these two against each other for whenever the foreseeable you go, future. Whenever you one go of on my a trip characters and your that I'm list. taking with me on my trip is Lightning McQueen and I'm riding in him. And he's driving me. I'm a nap. I'm a nap while he takes me places. And I, I've just made that decision. And the other person that I'm taking with me is Edna Mode, and she's going to make all my clothes. Lightning is not with you on your trip. He sure is. Whenever you make a packing list to go somewhere, do you include your car on that packing list? No, I also don't include my wife, Doge. 
<laughs> Whenever you list the people that are with you, do you list your car? <laughs> I would if it talked. <laughs> All this episode has been is y'all getting really frustrated together at a game. <laughs> uh, and then frustrated at each other at a game. I apologize Mac for this. Mac talks to Lightning when Lightning's inside of him. We know cars can talk on their insides, which is <laughs> That's horrific. awful. That's terrible. <laughs>